Sunday the 3rd of May 2020. Mark chapter 3 verses 13 to 15. I'll leave you to read that for yourselves. Uh, establishing a Christian rhythm. One thing I've been hearing during this lockdown period is the need to establish rhythms in our lives. Regular patterns that stop us from swaying off course. I'm familiar with rhythm. There are times when I play the cajon in the church band and my job is to keep time and rhythm and there are times when I don't get it quite right. I know I don't get it right because I get a look from Chris. So I decided to get help and downloaded a metronome onto my iPad. And do you know what? It isn't always me who gets it wrong. Rhythm is important. It helps us do things in the right way. This year I joined a concert band in Langport. It's a long time since I played in a band and had to stick to the discipline of following music. When I play my trombone in our church band, I often shut my eyes, partly so I can't see Chris when I go wrong, and I play, play what I feel. But in the concert band, I have to stick to the notes on the page in front of me. And sometimes I struggle to play bits of the music, but Brian, our band leader, is good at singing out how it should go. I still can't always play it properly, but at least I know how it should sound. Before the lockdown, it was fairly easy to establish a daily rhythm. Monday was my day for admin and for following up on things from the day before. Tuesday, a day off, but sometimes they Kong Fed or ground level or YFC meetings to either attend or um, whatever. Wednesday, up early to be in church, make coffee for, before the B1 re leaders arrive at 7 o'clock in the morning and then preparing for evening Bible study, along with other bits and pieces. Thursday, normally my sermon day, and Thursday fellowship, either the Bible study or the service. Friday, again into church early to open for prayer at 7.30, and then to set, set out the cafe. Saturday, well, morning was normally to finish up things I hadn't got done in the week, and then off in the afternoon to rugby. Sunday, usually up early for band practice at 8.30 before everybody else arrived for the service. Now most of the days seem to run into each other these days and I get, get up and I check my diary to see what day it is. Wednesday and Friday mornings are done from home now so I can lay in a bit and because I'm not travelling for work in church I find it easy to get distracted. I read an article in Christianity Today about spiritual rhythm and it started like this. Here's a quick exercise to try. For the next minute, list all the things God calls us to do with our lives. So stop the recording and put down or put down the news sheet and think. And I've stopped recording for a few seconds. So what's on your list? Have faith, you might say, or pray, or go into the world, befriend the lonely, heal the sick, share the gospel, work for justice, or maybe other things. You know, they're all worthy things to do, but have you ever noticed that when Jesus called his earliest followers, he didn't call them to do any of those things? Well, not initially, anyway. 
He called them to do just two things. And if we grasp this simple rhythm and live it well, it will result in a spiritual life that transforms us and the world. Life is complicated. Spiritual life is complicated. Christian life is complicated. And so it's a relief to find that Jesus himself calls us to a rhythm of life that, while not easy in its implications, is simple in its approach. Mark 3, 13-15 says, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted. And they came to him. He appointed twelve, calling them apostles, that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. That they might be with him and that he might send them out. And there it is. The call of Jesus is a call to two-beat rhythm of life. To be with him in prayer and devotion and to be sent from him into the world. The being with him part of the rhythm provides space in our lives for prayer, for solitude, for contemplation on scriptures and for rest. The being sent aspect gives us a mission in life through daily tasks of love. In being with him, we love God. In being sent, we love our neighbour. Being with, being sent. That's Jesus' rhythm of life. I was listening to Paul and Priscilla read on Wednesday and they spoke about their rhythm of life. It included prayer, Bible study, exercise, reading, eating healthily, and bargain hunt. Now many of us might find that a bit strange, not the programme, but that they included it in their schedule. But you know, we need to leave times of rest and relaxation. Jesus had times of rest and relaxation. I get the impression that visits to Martha and Mary's house usually fell into that category. We need to make sure that we're steady in our spiritual rhythm so that we will be equipped for the times when we are called to respond to other people's interruptions, when they have crisis moments that need our response. If we're burning ourselves up trying to do everything, we won't be able to respond. But if we're not being built up through regular times with God, we won't be equipped to meet the need when it arises. Jesus had a regular rhythm of finding space to be with Father God. We read of him walking in the temple at times of prayer, disappearing off to the mountain or a quiet garden before or just after major incidents in his ministry. We need to find those quiet places with God to hear what he is saying and make ourselves available to him to build and equip ourselves so that when we emerge from this place of space, we will be ready to be sent into the world and see it change through his power working within us. Amen.